0: On this week's episode of the Two Pointers Podcast, Josh and I are back here this Monday uh, and we are recording talking about uh, the first official new segment. We coined it sort of kind of last year. Uh, If you've been looking on our website, which we hope you have been, uh, it's called Panic Button. And find out here in this episode who we hit the panic button on this early through one month in the NBA season. Uh, We also talk about Steph's... uh, Big time achievement, Uh, historic passing Ray Allen uh, for all time three pointers. We'll touch on some college basketball scores from week one and everyone's favorite and fun loving trivia next.
1: Welcome back to the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Trevor. And after that kind of long intro into what we're going to be talking about today, uh, we're going to go ahead and lean into, like Trevor said, panic button. We're going to talk about Steph Curry. We're going to brush over some college fastball scores. Trevor has a trivia question that he says is relatively easy for me and that he's not going to be mean, but we'll see when we get there. Um. Well, let's just have some fun. Well, that being said, how are you doing today, Trevor?
0: It's uh, favorite day of the week. Had to whip out the uh, throwback jersey here for the Hawks. I don't even know if Josh noticed this so far, but uh, obviously, I'll post it on Twitter uh, tomorrow. But or. Wednesday, when this episode goes out, Uh, I got my Spud Webb Hawks jersey. Fittingly enough, we're going to talk about college a little bit. One of my favorite college players of all time, Uh, as well as uh, the unfortunate uh, so far spoiler. uh, We're going to be hitting the panic button on the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, I just thought it was fitting. I had to make sure I uh, came repping with the ATL gear. So where do we begin with this? unfortunate start for the Atlanta Hawks uh, at five and nine. This is no disrespect to be completely clear to the listeners that weren't here last year, who may be here this year. We do see the increase and we thank you for all the support. Um, This Fanny Button segment is not disrespectful in any way. However, if you turn out to be bad and we were right, so be it. We hit the panic button for a reason. Uh, example of a couple of teams we hit the panic button on last year. We hit the panic button on the Dallas Mavericks, who proceeded to be a top six seed twice, actually. Thank you for reminding me, Josh. Twice. Uh, and they proceeded to be a top six seed in the West. Um, and then prior to Lloyd Pierce's firing, Josh and I hit the panic button on the ever so fitting Atlanta Hawks, who, if you've at least followed basketball slightly in the last 12 months, well, they almost made the finals last year with Nate McMillan. So just, I wanted to first, we, we have to say up front, we agreed on this team. So Josh up front, I just wanted your thoughts on like so what you've seen from them so far before. I, I came with a couple of questions. I always like throwing questions at us and kind of seeing like, where these questions are, how they age poorly, possibly here in the next couple of months. So what are your first thoughts up front on the
1: Hawks? I mean, the reason they would want to hit the panic button is they're really just not at all where we thought they would be. Uh, this was kind of a team that you and I both agreed on that would be a top four team in the Eastern Conference. They haven't looked close to that. It hasn't even looked like it's just, oh, early struggles for a good team. They've looked not good. Based on what I can see so far, it's a case of, like last year, the Hawks couldn't play defense all that well they still can't play defense. The issue is they're no longer scoring at the insane pace that they did last year to keep up with that. They're only averaging about 107 points a game, which in the NBA so far this season is kind of pedestrian. It's about along the middle. Um, And for a Hawks team, that is definitely more on the subpar defensive end. If you're just being mediocre on the offensive side of the court, it's going to result in a five and nine record through the first fourteen.
0: Yeah. So the defense part, I knew we would agree on. It's it's less about the fact that they can't defend. I just, click Capella, isn't doing it for me. And then I'm going to just bring this up because this was literally as of last night. But they lose DeAndre Hunter for two months now. I do want to address that first before I say anything about the offense, because I think that Hunter injury is actually going to be a silver lining for them. I think ultimately I won't spoil like my final take on the Hawks for the end of the panic button segment, but like ultimately him being out for two months, is not a good thing for a wrist, but it's not season ending wrist like we've seen before where it affects shooting and affects passing. It ultimately affects the fact that that's his dominant hand. But what people don't realize is obviously he was uh, rehabbing a little bit of a knee injury Uh, And he kind of came back into this season, not fully ready, but he was ready enough as he started to get back into game shape. I think two months for him to just fully make sure that knee is right, ready and healthy. And that wrist is, it's going to be a surgery that two months, it probably ends up being in like a month and a half. I think it actually is going to be a silver lining, a good thing for two reasons to get healthy fully for Deandre Hunter and stay at the rate he was going to be on defensively. He was going to talk himself into defensive first team or second team at the way he was playing defense before that injury but also the Cam Reddish piece. I think that's important that they can kind of take this time to hopefully get up right back on offensively this track that they're on. You mentioned their bottom half. They are 20th in points per game, which this season is pedestrian at best. But I think Cam Reddish can be an X factor for them. I think he can be a difference maker that they've always kind of realized that he could be and they wanted him to be. And with Hunter's absence, he's going to have to step up, not necessarily on a defensive end but they're going to need him to step up. And I think he's going to be integral in the fact that Hunter's gone. I'm excited to see how his play increases from here. Who's somebody who I've always liked him. I always thought he was, you know, maybe a little bit undersized for his position. Maybe he's a little oversized for if he played a little bit smaller, but I think he's a great score. I think he really can do it in a lot of places. Uh, I liked him and RJ both a lot uh, coming out of their draft class when they played together. It was a lot of fun. I think he's a really important piece for this Hunter injury that hopefully he can be a guy that can turn them around.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know fully on the Cam Reddish being undersized part because he kind of plays a shooting guard and he's six foot eight. But outside of that, yeah, your Cam Reddish and your Kevin Herter are going to have to step up in the absence of a DeAndre Hunter. Um, Hunter hadn't had that great of a season, honestly, thus far. Really no one in Atlanta outside of Trey Young, John Collins, and Clint Capella. I will shout out Clint Capella because I think he has been very good so far this year. Yeah. Um, Outside of those three guys, the re- the supporting cast in Atlanta has looked bad. They've been inefficient. They haven't consistently been hitting their shots. That's why they're 20th in the offense. Um, and Trey Young is not the Superman score that we saw in the playoffs last year right now. So it's not like Atlanta is not having what Memphis is having right now, where their star point guard is just dragging them to win after win. Um, Atlanta's not getting that uh at the moment that'll that'll probably come at some point for up but if they want to really do something to actually be to where we thought they were going to be they're going to have to have some help from the supporting cast
0: yeah so i don't know how much of it is going to click i'm not necessarily dragging click a My, i will say that they are uh 30th in steals per game that's not on him that's on the lack of aggressive uh guard play they need to get in Passing lanes and create deflections and create more opportunities for steals. Don't get me wrong. But they're 29th in blocks per game as well, with only 3.6 blocks. Yes, Capel's not, he's probably most of those blocks. I know he's in the top uh, 10 in blocks per game right now. But they right now have the second worst defense in the NBA behind the Pelicans or ahead of the Pelicans. That to me, yes, it's eye opening because it's second worst behind the team who right now was their one they're probably another month and a half away from completely imploding, but that may be a panic button team that we should have hit like three months ago. But I just, I can't understand why they're so bad defensively. Like they have some pieces, like they have Capella, they have Collins. Right. But I still can't understand like the guard play is I think what really does it for me. There's not a guard there other than Hunter. And he's really like, he's, he's a bit of a combo, but there's just not anybody there that excites me on the defensive end. That's not a four or a five. So I just don't know like who to blame. I don't know if it's a blame game at that point. I just think this team as the way it's constructed offensively is amazing. Normally defensively it scares me a lot. I will say the one thing that kept sticking out to me, just I kept looking at these stats and I kept going, okay, what's, what's got to give for them. And it, they're only 26, Josh, and three points attempted. Hmm. So they're shooting poorly, yet they're only shooting 31 three-pointers a game, which seems like a lot. Yes, 10 years ago, that number was probably first in the league by a long shot. I don't know. I'm just assuming based on the trend of the last decade. But the Hawks in 2021 and 22 season are 31 threes a game, which is 26. So So the fact that they're shooting this poorly on not that high of a volume, at least from deep for them, despite Trey having 42 the other night, I just think they're having a bad month and ultimately they have to write the ship offensively. If they even want a chance, like defensively, it's just going to be a matter of can they do it or not? I, I don't know beyond that up front though. My first question for you is I already mentioned Cam Reddish, but you mentioned uh, Hunter when he comes back and Herter as well. Is there anybody else that you think could be somebody that could turn this team around here in the next couple of months, other than Dre, obviously who's trying his best to will them to every win. He's trying his best. He really is.
1: No, it's going to have to be a group effort. um, I think so too. From Reddish, Herder, and Bogdanovich. The reason the offense was so good in the playoffs last year is because those guys, especially at the time Herder, Bogdanovich, and uh, Gallinari, were just shooting the lights out on the outside. Teams couldn't just focus on Trey Young, they couldn't just stop him and then crash the glass to keep John Collins away. Uh, because the Hawks could just pass around the corners and these guys were going to drain threes. Um, they've got to get back to being uh, just really threatening um, from the outside, and they haven't been that so far.
0: Um, my other question we already relatively addressed, It's or one of my other questions is, is this team's biggest weakness defense or offense? I'll, unless you have more specific of an answer, it's not, it's not, I promise this is not dragging the Hawks through the mud. This, this team could
1: get better at offense. I don't think this team will be getting better on defense.
0: That that's, that's where I was going with the question is what can get better first to get them back on track? And it's probably going to have to be offense, honestly. I hope that we look back on this in three months and the Hawks are, you know, in the top four in the East and they ultimately are a top 15 defensive team. I think it'd be really fun to see. Problem is I don't think that happens. So, Before I get to the third question, I think it's important to note this about the Hawks. Take everything you know about statistics about the Hawks this season. Take everything. If you knew no statistics that you looked up before that I mentioned, because there's a lot that I haven't even mentioned. Unless they come up, I don't think they're even worth noting as homework. If you guys want to go look up, uh, just look up the Hawks and team stats on NBA.com. Through five and nine, obviously, they played the Magic tonight. I haven't looked at that score. It's about halfway through the game. They probably are demolishing the Magic, but... Five and nine record as of Sunday. I'm just gonna read you their wins and losses about what you know this season. Tell me how how glaring or eye-opening this might sound. Their only wins right now are against the Mavericks, the Pistons, the Pelicans, and the Wizards. And then the Bucks. They they just beat the Bucks literally before this segment was recorded tonight. Sunday night, they beat the, the Bucks by 20 at home. So it's fun timing, don't get me wrong. But still, but prior to that, it was Mavericks, Pistons, Pelicans, Wizards. In the nine side of the category of loses or losses, Josh, uh, they have lost to the Cavaliers, the Wizards. So they split with the Wizards so far. The Sixers, the Nets, the Suns, the Warriors, and the Jazz twice. What is the biggest trend there?
1: <laughs> well, it's, they've. I. It was something I looked at before. They're losing to big time teams. They have a kind got- of brutal schedule at the beginning. Bingo. But we were talking about this team being one of the best in the Eastern Conference. Correct. If you lose to every single one of those good teams, which they come pretty close to doing, you're not one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and that's why it's concerning. We thought this team would be on equal footing with some of those teams, and they just clearly show they're not.
0: Yeah. So despite all of that They ultimately, I think they do ultimately right the ship in terms of a higher finish than of course, right now, they're 13th in the East. I also do think it's good to know that the East is very good this year. It's it's important to make that the East is good and they're going to have to really just get themselves back, right. And prove that they can be in that top contention. Last question to almost finalize the cherry on top for the Hawks is every year it's more prevalent in football. We don't, this isn't a football podcast, but people who've listened before know that we, do like football? We play fantasy. We watch it. I'm still, uh, first place in the fantasy football league. podcasters, by the way, um, and we see this victim team is what I call them. In the NFL, you might hear them as the Super Bowl hangover team. Unfortunately, I think Josh, this might be the Super Bowl hangover team. If I'm overreacting, for since we're doing panic button uh, now once a month, I guess the question is, are they the Super Bowl hangover team?
1: No, because it's Phoenix. <laughs>
0: Oh, see, this I'm glad I had this question then because this is good to note. We can do Phoenix the problems later.
1: in Phoenix reach much deeper at the moment.
0: Yeah, we can address Phoenix. Uh, Which
1: that's week. that's a so whole nother. I'm not gonna launch into it because what's going on in Phoenix is a long conversation, Correct. but I think it's gonna be Phoenix. They've turned around, they have a good record now. Things aren't gonna, I just don't think these things are gonna keep going with Phoenix. I think that their record is a lot better than they looked as a basketball team, but we'll see. Yeah,
0: I understand what you're saying. Uh, Despite Chris Paul being number one in the NBA in assists per game and steals per game right now um, at the age of 36, I believe, or 37. So wild to think. Um, So, no, ultimately we agree. I think this isn't the Super Bowl hangover team. I don't necessarily have an answer for you on who that is, unfortunately, though. I just don't think it's the Hawks. I think anything, if they finish, yes, they obviously were a top three team last year, but – we have them as a top three or 14, but if they don't make make the play in, like if they finish six or higher or even five or higher, I don't consider them a Super Bowl a team. It's that overreaction of the play in or overreaction of the fact that they're basically having to fight to even get in it at that point. Yes, you would call them that. Right. It's, it's very, uh, Falcons post Patriots loss kind of deal. Right. Where you just fall from graces. So, anyway, the Hawks panic button. Uh, At some point, somehow, in this segment, I will have activated an alarm (laughs) prior or post uh, us talking about the Hawks. Uh, Before we move into some other stuff, Josh, anything else about the Hawks or any other teams that we were considering? Maybe any anything else that we were kind of brushing on here about the panic button? Nothing. Let's fast track right into another. uh, not historic. I was going to say historic. I'll get to that, but let's just go right into a uh, another comparable team here. The Hawks uh, have been compared to in terms of the play style to the Warriors. Um, yeah, total I was trying to come up with a corny transition and didn't work. It's okay. <laughs> here we are, and we now two years in a row doing this podcast, Josh. We brought up the, the Steph Curry Warriors in the first. We'll say fifteen. 10-ish games of last season. I don't remember exactly where it fell, but Steph had a 50-point game that looked way more impressive than this one, which is crazy to even think. Last year's was unbelievable, I remember, uh, vaguely. But nonetheless, when a player scores 50 and when it's Steph Curry, it's talked about. On top of the fact that this same week he passed Ray Allen in all-time three-pointers, and that's obviously regular season and playoff combined, and I feel like it hasn't been talked about. It's been less than 48 hours. Why has this not been talked about more? That's actually why I brought this up. It's not even, I I texted Josh and I was like, you realize what, you realize what Steph did this week? No. Yeah, me neither. Let me address this with you. So here we are Monday and uh, Josh, Steph breaking the all-time three-pointed record. Yes, it's not like LeBron passing Kareem on the all-time points list. I get it. But it's a big deal. Why is it not more of a big deal? I can't figure it out.
1: So, I mean, I would honestly even push back, like, no, it's not the all-time points list, but this might be, like, the Arch- second most important category, like, in all-time right uh, now, yeah. records. Because I remember it being a big deal when Ray Allen passed Richie Miller. I remember that happening, and I remember yeah. um, it being talked about, and it was a crowning achievement of Ray Allen's career. And like you said, I just didn't even know it had happened. I don't know if it's because everyone's gotten the sense of knowing it was inevitable. Like we all knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of math and time, but no one, just, just no one reacted. Stephen Curry passed Ray on, We're like, okay, just another day. Uh, officially, officially, officially crowning Steph Curry is the greatest three point shooter basketball has ever seen. Now, but- we're going to talk about it, props to Steph Curry, because that's insane, and it deserves to be recognized.
0: Uh, albeit, every stat I keep looking at says including playoffs, and he did it in 585 fewer games, so almost 600. And Ray Allen, by the way, who played for almost 20 years, played for 15 seasons, I believe it was, 15, 16 seasons. It, I just – maybe – and I look, I'm going to – you know what? Shout out to our friends at Stephanie's. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm going to pull up just regular season all-time three-pointers because I think that matters. I think that's probably Uh, – The number of
1: Steph is currently 74 short of Ray Allen in regular season. That's it.
0: That's why it's not a big deal because I think included if you tie the – because Ray Allen had a lot more uh, playoff moments that I can remember in terms of big three-point shots, and maybe that that has something to do with it. I don't know. I really like – maybe it's because they combined the two, so it's not technically the all-time, you know, because – a lot of people, a lot of NBA historians quote, right, are going to be like stats that we are counting towards the NBA history stats are only regular season and playoffs are separate. And I see that, right? I, I understand yeah, that for points, things like that. Like it's, it's something that is tracked differently. I get it. So maybe in, say, a month when he does it, <laughs> 77 in a month, that's doable, right? Hold on. Wait, let's just address that. That's doable, correct? He'll probably break that by the end of by Christmas.
1: He'll have to, right? Yeah, maybe not by Christmas, but, like, he's going to beat it this year. Like, he's going to make – because he's averaging five threes a game right now, which is a ridiculous number, but that puts him on track to hit, like, another 200 or so threes this season. So, And he's only 74 short, so. He's only 74 short, and
0: there's 40 days Total calendar days, right? I don't know how many games there are between now and Christmas. I'm doing this example live. He would only need 1.85 threes a day, which obviously – So that's really – maybe he does it by Christmas. Maybe he does it on Christmas. Don't the Warriors have the primetime game, 8 o'clock on Christmas?
1: Usually have it. Um, It would take him, at the rate he's going, about 15 more games. Wow.
0: Okay. Hey. I don't know it's gonna happen,
1: know, yeah. Fun fact: In looking at that scoring list, though, did you realize that the player that's in fourth place in the all-time regular season threes list is also active in the NBA?
0: Do I get half a point for getting this
1: right? No,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I have no just idea. A, <laughs> no,
1: no. Is James Harden is fourth? Oh yeah, I knew points. he was high. I
0: just didn't realize he was fourth. Though, holy cow! But it's I think
1: is like now that we've seen threes like become a bigger thing, like it's just gonna we're gonna see these modern guys just like crowd the list because then Damian Lillard's 10th. LeBron is 11th, which...
0: That I didn't know, which is... Like, wow. All time I'm going to finish that. Word. That's crazy. Uh,
1: Kyle Lowry is in 17th place. <laughs>
0: <Woo>. Nice.
1: Clay <laughs> Thompson, 20. Paul George, 21. Wesley Matthews, 24th.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs>
1: He's 1,729 well, threes in his career.
0: Man. I, maybe this list isn't as impressive as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's no disrespect to Wesley Matthews. That's the same Wesley Matthews, by the way, that didn't play for almost two years because of an injury. So that's man, really? He's in the top 25 Okay. Anyway, can I tell you the other reason I brought it up? Yeah, I think Steph like might become the unbreakable record for this for this record tier. What I very mean well could, is, yeah. I think that's a – I look at stats like in these – I want to see a stat that's either going to, A, blow me away, or, B, did it transcend something? There's a difference, right? Him being – I'm just going to throw out a number if it's even realistic. Him being 600 ahead of Ray Allen, that I think is completely possible.
1: That's very realistic. Him
0: being 1,000. Ahead of Ray Allen, if he plays, so he's like thirty-seven. I'm just throwing out a number: six hundred is Yeah, six hundred, right? Six hundred is a good number. Him being 600 threes ahead of the la- the next guy, like that's to me, like that's the territory we're entering. We're entering this territory where he's he's playing. He's the MVP favorite right now. I'm just going to say it through this part of the podcast. He's the MVP favorite right now, in my opinion. And at this rate, he's going to hit 600 ahead of Ray Allen before he's retired. It's it's going to happen. And I think that's more impressive than him
1: passing him. I will say that if the season ended today, I think Steph definitely would win the MVP.
0: I think it'd be unanimous. If it, if it ended right now, it's unanimous.
1: I think it would. If it should, it is a different question, but I think it would. Right.
0: It would not. It should not be unanimous. But I think right this moment, based on what happened this week, especially with the 50, we had, which I basically brushed right over. 50-point game, of course, against fittingly enough. I love that we brought this up. He did it against Trae Young. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. But, uh, no, it's, it's impressive nonetheless. It's less about, like, okay, we're just giving Steph this high praise. We got to admit, like, this is a generational player, and you and I have a podcast during yeah. his prime. Like, this is worth mentioning. Like, he is, he is worth every bit of the praise that's deserved. We'll address the MVP thing. We don't touch MVP this early. We made that clear last year when we thought Luca was like the runaway favorite.
1: <laughs> we predicted Trey Young at the beginning of this year, and that's not working out so well. So he's he's been playing like it, but he's not finishing
0: in any of these lists that people have because well, they're he's five and nine.
1: Not, it's kind of like he's not hitting what he he did last year, and that's kind of the issue of like he's playing good, but it's it's another sense of like Trey is not hitting the heights of what he did last year. What's crazier to point out, Stephen Curry, with as insane as his numbers are, is also not hitting what he did last year. Like, Steph's numbers are down. He's averaging four less points, shooting worse percentage, which is really just more of a testament to how ridiculous he was last season.
0: But the last unbelievable Steph stat that I'll leave you with, because I just think it's worth noting, right? By the way, the same Steph Curry who's number one also in three – uh, three point, like per game attempts as well. Three point, like attempts makes the whole thing. Um, not that there's any more stats that we need on Steph Curry, but Steph is number one all time in career games with at least nine three pointers made. He has 36 of them. That's not the impressive part. He's 27 ahead of the next guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just like when we pull up the, uh, the uh, triple-double seasons, and we're like, Russell Westbrook has four, and Oscar Robertson has one. It's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> the next couple guys, for what it's worth, is James Harden with nine, Damian Lillard with nine, two guys that you mentioned on that list. Interesting, Clay um, has not been brought up at any point this podcast, so obviously a great three-point shooter all-time. Missing two years is going to hurt him historically there. But uh, J.R. Yeah. Smith, Smith with five. So Shout-out to J.R. Smith. North Carolina, A&T golfer, Smith and Kobe Bryant with four <laughs> for what that's worth. That list is very, very all over the place, but it's crazy that Steph is 36. That was actually was why really I huge. wanted to talk about him. That was like the one I saved for the end because I literally saw this like last week. And I was like, we have to mention this in some form and they ended up getting his own segment. So shout out to Steph. I'd vote for him find an MVP vote right now. So We're ready to touch on some college, Josh, uh, before this awesome trivia question.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to run through some of the big moments in college basketball for the week. I'm just going to kind of touch on some scores, and then I'm going to see what Trevor's thoughts are uh, through the first week. Those big Hall of Fame Champions Classic games that started out, Kansas uh, rocked their way to an easy win over Michigan State, uh, Duke. Uh, had a good-looking win. Keels and Bonterra looks good over Kentucky. It was about what Trevor and I predicted it would be, but things didn't really go that different. Uh, Kind of a shocker on opening night, the Akron Zips nearly upset the Ohio State Buckeyes, the number 17 team in the country. If it wasn't for a miracle buzzer beater from Ohio State getting the win over Akron, uh, they would have been the first top 25 team to fall instead of that being UVA, who took a loss to Navy. Then looking to the yes. other end, we had a couple of top five matchups. Uh, the UCLA Bruins played the Villanova Wildcats in a game that went to overtime. Johnny Juzang had 25 points and uh, really a thriller of a victory for the Bruins. And then uh, Gonzaga, the number one team in the country, got their first real test facing Chris Beard in the number five Texas Longhorns. And Gonzaga absolutely dominated Texas. Uh, They made number five look like they were leaps and bounds below uh, where Gonzaga's at. Drew Timmy looked every bit the player of the year. Some journalists think he's going to be with 37 points. Uh, The Bulldogs looked absolutely unstoppable in that game. And it's going to be interesting to see how they look when they have the probably one versus two matchup in about eight days here against UCLA. Uh, but Trevor, what were the big points that you saw in college basketball this week?
0: Um, this is, has nothing to do with the high praise that I already have for UCLA. But when you beat a team like Villanova, that's that's impressive, right? Like, nonetheless, Villanova was ranked fifth, right? And I just – like yes, it's you're going to see these – UCLA was ranked two when whether you agreed with me or not, like deservingly so. They went out against Villanova and proved it. Uh, obviously, Juzang uh, – Looked amazing, like I absolutely thought with 25. Um, I thought it was really interesting that they only got a measly, let's make sure I have the stat right here. They only got a measly two points and five rebounds from Miles Johnson. Transfer that was going to be really important for them. Uh, I mentioned defensively, but I also like he's going to take some time. It's going to take some time for him to get acclimated and for him to just play 36 minutes against Villanova and basically barely contribute. I just can't imagine what the strength of this team can look like when they have to play these harder games. And by the way, Josh and I, prior to recording this, maybe 15 minutes before, we're talking and making sure we were on the same page here with the college. and uh, d- Did anyone realize that UCLA gazaga play in like two weeks? Actually, less than that, November 23rd on a Tuesday night. Let's just like uh, th- just. That's my first takeaway. That there you go. There's my takeaway. You see like Gonzaga play. Did not realize that. Actually, genuinely did not understand that. Um, but no, it was an impressive win from on on the Bruin side. Obviously, on the Gonzagas flip side, like I'm not as high on the Texas team. I think they have a lot of holes for what they did do with the transfer. I do like Chris Beard a lot. I just this Texas team, I feel like, is going to need to get it together later in the season. I think they're going to be. Yes, they're going to be good and they're going to be in that in that top four or five seed contention, don't get me wrong, but I think they're going to also be very, very, very reliant on momentum this year. They can come out of the conference and going into the Ultimate tournament with some good momentum. I think they're going to be dangerous. I just think right now they're not going to look as impressive as say a Duke or a UCLA. Or even a Nova who, who didn't look like they got blown out by any stretch.
1: So yeah, I mean it was a lot of I yeah, I'm just kind of stuck on the fact that this Gonzaga-UCLA matchup's happened. Um We're going to find out a lot of stuff about the two teams that kind of have weathered the storm there at the top. With They've, they've both now been tested against uh, number four and number five, respectively. Uh, nothing really being said about that number three Kansas Jayhawk team. I don't know if they have a big um, test coming at any point soon. They had Michigan State, and it looks like No, Michigan State was probably the biggest non-conference test for the Jayhawks this season until January 29th when they play Kentucky. Uh, But, yeah, we will see a lot about Gonzaga and UCLA and kind of somebody will submit themselves atop the mountain. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes. Fun week in college basketball. No huge upsets yet, but we'll see what happens.
0: So not from the first night. Obviously, but I am going to say, like, obviously Holmgren, I think, looked like everything we could think he's going to be. Problem is, I think this was only just a sliver of it because Timmy was able to dominate the way he did. Um, obviously, Holmgren only finished two points against Texas. that They didn't need him to do that. But Bates looks really good. I'm just going to address a player that did not play in these two games. Imani Bates looks like he's not 17. that that's just bleacher report like from me this week like that's just me on bleacher report and being like i'm catching up on memphis who hasn't played anybody but like he looks like just slim reaper out there like just crossing dudes up and like pulling up from like 30 i mean it, it just he's doing things that that we knew he could do but like the 17 piece i don't think it matters. I, I don't think it matters. I think he's going to be that good. That is crazy how I, – I feel stupid for not picking him for freshman of the year or newcomer as they now call it. But
1: just – Yeah, like, I think that's uh, wild and make sure people understand like at home. Amoni Bates does not turn 18 years old until January. <laughs> so he is really just the 17-year-old monster. Um For the Memphis Tigers, maybe like a guy for his play style. Penny Hardaway is really just going to be an exceptional mentor. Um, But yeah, like you said, I've been impressed so far. Um, These are games against NC Central and Tennessee Tech.
0: Shout out to NC Central. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh,
1: So we'll see as things go. But Memphis looks good in these matchups. First test for the Memphis – Tigers will be November 24th next Wednesday uh, when they play the Virginia Tech Hokies. But I think that'll prove to be the first real test um, in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. So. Nice.
0: Um, just quickly, my last two things. Obviously, we, we are talking about the main games here. So I'll give you some thoughts on you, on Gonzaga that I really barely gave you any on prior. Obviously, I mentioned Holmgren and I mentioned Timmy, who just looked like he was the best player in college basketball, like you said. I think this is interesting to note. Like, we know how good Gonzaga is. Let's just not – let's just be clear. Like, we know, right? We, you and I, we, the country, we, everyone, right? They played eight players against Texas. Eight players saw the floor. Texas played all 12 players. So UCLA – or not UCLA, I'm sorry. Gonzaga – I'm so high on UCLA. I can't even get the team right. Gonzaga, who – isn't, like, let's be honest, like, they're good, but Texas is good, too. Like, this is not like they played, like, you know, Dixie State, like they did in the first game. They're four players less, and they're five spots better than Texas in the ranking. Like, that's just, that to me, like, that's not a rotational thing you see in college sometimes. Like, I don't feel like that's common. It's common in the NBA to see that in playoff time, don't get me wrong. And obviously, they will have their best eight in, in the tournament. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's impressive this early for them to already be like, yeah. this is our best eight. Like just it's one of out. those,
1: most teams like shrink to their eight by mid January,
0: mid January, February. Yeah.
1: Um, it's a little weird. Gonzaga's already there. Uh, yeah. I think it's interesting to see. Most coaches are still trying to figure it out. If they really are that far ahead and they don't need to figure it out, they've already figured it out. That might be kind of terrifying. But
0: my other point was, uh, I you mentioned Akron, and uh, yes, that was it's crazy. Um, and then they proceeded to play Kent state and that game was unbelievable as well. But uh, I did say that an Ohio team was going to beat the best team in Ohio, uh, which I guess so far, Ohio state's best team in Ohio ranking wise, but uh, I did say an Ohio team was going to be another Ohio team this month. I didn't think it was almost going to be accurate. I was obviously bullish on the fact that Xavier was going to take care of business uh, in a couple days, but yeah, that just, that hurts as a, uh, my, my in-laws are out state fans for those that might not know, but it's tough. I hate to see it, but Xavier's the best team in Ohio. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how that turns out uh, in a couple of days. So uh, shout out to Xavier. I'm still bullish on them being a dark horse. So anything else on college basketball, any other takeaways, players? I know, obviously I brought up Bates. That was kind of the one that was kind of just almost forgotten about, but uh, anything else from you?
1: No big stuff so far. Uh, I think we've got, we're at the point where we've seen some fun things, but there's still a million other things to learn. Um, and it's going to be interesting as we get there, but I'm ready to, uh, I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready for this trivia question.
0: All right. Um, I'll also give my, uh, I'll give my 32nd, uh, takeaway from NC state versus Nebraska. We'll record between now and then, but since we're talking about college, I'll be at the ACC big 10 classic in Raleigh, uh, a little high up, but I'll be there. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh thought it'd be really cool to document that experience for the pod. Josh, Josh, Josh. Someone this week, someone this week did something historic, right? Didn't we talk about that? Stuff, yeah. Like somebody did something. So how fitting, how fitting, but to talk about, you know, the man of the hour, the man of the day. Sorry, Hawks. But Steph broke an impressive record, and I mentioned like how there's some stats, anomalies, things like that, but he's, he's first on about every three-point list. So, inevitably, we are going to address not the total three-pointers made, because you have looked at that list at some point this episode, because we talked about it. That's not actually what I prepared, fun fact. I'm not changing it. because I, I checked promise. with
1: Trevor before this episode when I basically thought I had deduced that it was going to be uh, total three-pointers made, whether or not I was allowed to look at the list.
0: You were close. Um, for yeah. the listeners, it is two to two. Uh, going back into this week, I was able to somehow, some way, claw my back, my uh, claw my way back to a two to tie. Um, this year is definitely going to be way more competitive. I can tell. I'm the same guy that took like a three one lead at one point last year, and I felt like I was going to run away with it. So clearly, this year is going to be way more competitive. Right.
1: again. You were up by like two points and you suddenly thought that you were going to run away <laughs> with it. Yeah.
0: It, it progressively got harder. It got worse. It got harder. So, um, this one, by any stretch of the term, is not hard. I just, I'm giving you plenty of opportunity to be fair. Steph is also first in most three pointers per game all time. Three pointers per game. So it's a different twist, right? It's not total because total, you know, we went over this uh, pre-recording, but for those who might not know, there's a lot of current players on the total three-point per game, or not total per game, but uh, totals list. And it's a very shocking list, homework for the listeners. But Josh gets 30 guesses. Steph, of course, is the first one. So he has 24 total, right? So if he gets all 24 out of the 30, and I promise you this is possible, there's only like maybe a couple where I'm like, eh, yeah, he probably forgot. So 24, unfortunately for you, 24 to get all three. Uh, 15 is what we agreed on prior to this. This is not me throwing out some r- number to Josh, but I think 15 is entirely possible to get two and seven to get one.
1: Questions, yes, Josh.
0: Absolutely. Uh. Go ahead
1: Two clarification points. So this is all-time players, not active roster?
0: Uh, This is total. Like, this is period. They could be active, and they also could be retired. So all-time players, yes. This is all – yeah, sorry. Yes, to be clear. Sorry. This is all-time. All-time, and to be specific, shout-out to our friends at StatMuse, most three-pointers per game with a minimum of 400 games played by a player all-time.
1: Yeah, that was my next question, is the minimum. Uh, minimum
0: okay. was 400. Shout out to yeah, Steph for the clarification. My yeah, other question
1: was going to be what the minimum was set at. All right, cool. I'm going to jot down like a lot of my ideas, and then I'm going to kind of rapid fire some other ones.
0: Okay, I'll make sure I'm ready. So I'm to guessing I can't
1: them. guess. Yeah, you, you already gave me Steph Curry. So that's not I did. I, like I did. That was kind of a tricky one. But it I'm doesn't sorry. count. Yeah, Correct. Sure. This is per game. So this is the uh, top 25 all time. Correct. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start uh, throwing some guesses out here and tell me if I'm close, right, wrong, way off. We'll see. Clay Thompson. <laughs> just going to go. Great,
0: great right guess, with my the friend. All right. Yeah, that's a good guess because Clay is number four.
1: There we go. Okay.
0: Um, do you want me to tell you, not that it matters, but do you want me to tell you what their their per game is in case it helps?
1: Sure. I'd love to hear
0: uh, it. Steph, by the way, didn't even mention this for perspective, is 3.7 makes per game. Clay is 2.9.
1: Okay. Um, Let's go with the second guess and go Ray Allen.
0: Ray Allen is. Ray Allen is eighth.
1: Solid spot. We're still very safely in that top 10 of that 25. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the player that Trevor forgot and lost a point for. Reggie Miller.
0: That is a great guess, and unfortunately, wow, Reggie Miller is incorrect.
1: The testament to Reggie Miller that he was once the all-time leader. That I think he's still like in that top five. Mm-hmm. I believe he's third, but didn't average that many. Uh, threes per game. That's a big testament to Reggie Miller. Sorry, Reggie. I'm just going to throw it out there because his name was too high on the all-time list and say LeBron, so that I'm just not kicking myself if I'm wrong.
0: Unfortunately, you'll be kicking yourself on this one. LeBron, unfortunately, is not correct.
1: Cool. I can miss six. I've only missed two there. That is true. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to... I'm not sure if this guy is retired yet, but... Probably, like, best-known player, if you think of this guy's only in the NBA to shoot threes, Kyle Corver.
0: That is a great guess, and I will tell you that is correct. He is 16th.
1: There we go, Corver. So, that's good logic,
0: though, because you got to think, like, he was in, and when he was in, he at least took, uh, let's see, I'll make sure I get that. He at least took two per game. There you go. Mm Mm-hmm. There's your answer.
1: Not bad. Four, for two, four made for two. Or at least made two per game. That's what you're saying. Yeah, he at least made two per game. Mm-hmm. Four uh, for six. Not bad. We did the take numbers. These would be a lot higher numbers. Uh, Correct. <laughs> let's go with number four all-time James Harden.
0: Um, Where did you say he was in the all-time? You said 4
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In this, he is fifth.
1: There we go. All right. So four players down. i only to get three more right.
0: Um. Which is why I was saying 15 is actually obtainable.
1: <laughs> 20, a Twenty, what's it Harden's, called?
0: It's still pretty hard.
1: Let's go with Harden's counterpart in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant.
0: Unfortunately, Kevin Durant is not correct. I guess the Slim Reaper just started shooting threes more recently. I don't know. Like, why did Kevin Durant not average uh, more than uh, on this list? That's interesting. Uh, no, he uh, unfortunately he's not on this list. Uh, Harden, by the way, to answer uh, the what their number was. Uh, Harden was 2.8. Mm. So high. two point
1: eight,
0: almost. Paul Pierce. Unfortunately, Mister Eighteen Foot uh, Jump Shots in the Eastern Conference Finals is not correct. Paul Pierce is not
1: correct. Is this like an all recent players list?
0: <laughs> I will tell you. There's a trend here and i was actually (laughs) trying to do this while you were writing down forget for the listeners i cut out the three minutes i gave josh to like write down as many as he could get out of his head i did okay it was not
1: like a minute (laughs) maybe
0: whatever it was i cut it out (laughs) so you didn't have to sit there but i will i was gonna while doing that i didn't have a chance to but i was going to write how many active players there are if you would like for me to tell you how many active players there are i will um how many how many have i
1: missed so far
0: that's what I was going to ask you. Actually, Reggie Miller was incorrect. LeBron Pierce, and what was there was one other that I uh, that I believe that I uh, I missed, but I just want to make sure you haven't missed many. To be fair,
1: Kevin Durant, Reggie Miller, Durant. Pierce,
0: Durant. That's it.
1: So I only have two more misses if I want to get all of them correct.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, got to Got to go well here. Sorry.
1: Um. Let's go, Damian Lillard. Just go ahead and go recent. Mm.
0: Damian Lillard is correct and good for you. He was the uh, the second of three guys. He is third. He is uh, the second you've gotten. Well, Steph, I gave you, but uh, one other guy with three left. Uh, with three total, he he has three. Hopefully, that made sense. I was trying to get that out correctly.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. After getting you
1: kind of abandoned my original strategy here.
0: Yeah, after getting Damian Lillard, I'm also not telling you how many active players there are because I think you, I kind of gave it away. There's
1: a lot of active players. Yeah, there is. Um, PG-13 himself, Paul George. Now,
0: can you, for the listeners, can you explain your logic on Paul George?
1: He's probably like one of the more phenomenal three-point shooters I can think of from the last 10 years, so I can imagine he took a lot, probably made a lot.
0: Well, that logic would do you correct. He is number six. Yeah. With 2.5. <laughs> 2.5. Nice. Good uh, good thinking there. That's the one be that one I more
1: can't. to get a point and take the lead from you.
0: 15 is definitely obtainable, I promise. I, I'm looking at this list yeah. and I can tell you I'd have gotten 15. All right. I'll help you out for a second, just to make just to be safe. There is only There's only four more retired players left. Mm. You got one of them. Yeah, uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen, yeah.
1: Is Korver still playing then? Uh, Sorry,
0: I guess you've gotten two, technically. You got Mm Korver, that's true.
1: Oh, Kobe.
0: As much as it pains me to say, unfortunately, Black Mamba himself is not. come on. You notice in my backdrop for the listeners that can't see this, my backdrop, he won't be shooting a three in any of these photos. He's ducking in every one of these. So, uh, yeah, no,
1: unfortunately, sorry. Any career so, games has Trey Young played? I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. It's, uh, probably <laughs> I know it's probably not close, close to it. Probably, He's not at 400, so he doesn't make the list. Oh, man. Kyrie Irvin. He's played 400.
0: <laughs> he barely. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> He uh, has played 582 games, and he averaged 2.2. Yeah. He is on this list, and I am going to – he is dead near the middle, so give me a moment to figure out why you're thinking of the next guess. Let me get him to his position. He is ninth. I'm sorry. Not ninth. Hold on, I went that backwards. He is 14th. 14th. Some of mine – I'm realizing that I forgot this was a 25 list, not a 20 list. Some of these mm. placements are off, but not the top guys. All those top guys are correct. Steps first. Uh, Lillard you got was third. Clay was fourth. Harden's fifth. George is sixth. Allen is eighth. It was Korver who I got wrong. Kyle Korver was, let's see, after Kyrie. So Kyle Corver was 21st and not 16th. Other than that, it does not matter. So I corrected myself through this point of this. Episode. Shout out okay, I'm going to take
1: a shot at one of those. Um, retired players on the list. My logic behind this player is that I don't really remember how good of a three-point shooter he was. He was a great ball handler as a point guard. (laughs) Interesting logic. (laughs) (laughs) No, give me a second to get there. But he scored a ton of points, just an egregious amount through the mid-2000s, enough to win him two MVP awards, so I'm going to say Steve Nash.
0: Steve Nash has been quoted to say one of his biggest regrets in his career was not to shoot the ball more or was to shoot the ball more. So unfortunately for that reason, he is not on this list. He decided too late in his career to try to save his legs and start shooting more. I think Steve Nash could be a top five shooter all time. I will go down and say in this, if he had shot way earlier in his career, he was that good at three point shooting towards the end. Unfortunately, Steve Nash is not correct. Unfortunately, that also knocks you out from perfect contention. So, oh, no,
1: I have a chance to miss one more.
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry. I have, I have six, unless I'm missing one. I got Kobe, Pierce, LeBron, Reggie, Kevin. Durant, oh, I forgot I missed
1: Kobe. Nash. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, well, then that doesn't knock me out. If I miss one more,
0: true. then <laughs> true, I'm out. True. You've got to go literally <laughs> perfect. So, if trivia. I go
1: 17 for the next 17, I get three.
0: I'm going to try my best not to do an opportunity where you can get 25 total guesses or 25 total answers here, because this segment will end up being half of the episode. The other half is Hawks.
1: <laughs> this is, you did this like yeah, this I is know. I, I regret
0: it. I regret it. So let's get the ball rolling on three point shooters. Which, by the way, recent. You know, like you. Yeah. You, you understand that. You see that. So, Bradley Beal. Great guess. Uh, Bradley Beal is, is 12th. Woo-hoo. Early Beal with 2.3 makes per game.
1: Yeah, I'm just having to wait for it to come to me nowadays now. Uh, Mike Conley.
0: It's a great guess. Um, Unfortunately, I believe he started shooting threes as he got uh, into Utah more. I don't know whether it was three-point time in Memphis, but unfortunately he is not correct.
1: Well, there goes the three points.
0: <laughs> I'll be inserting a drum there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I <just> got it. <laughs> that
0: was a that was a layup. Okay, I'm done. All right, keep going. Here we go.
1: <laughs> I get 15 more guesses to get 15. Seven.
0: Oh well, yeah, I get I guess. seven
1: right I've already got eight done.
0: God, I gave you a lot of guesses, but I think you kind of uh, need them with 15 now. So 15 that's good. more
1: guesses to get seven right. It's not bad. You
0: got to shoot kind 50 of percent from the field
1: to Mad Lib them out here.
0: Um, yeah, we have talked about some of these guys today too which is even funnier really oh. <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> i look at this now and realize that
1: uh, i'm just thinking of who i've talked about
0: today yeah you specifically have talked about two of these guys <laughs> i have so as when well i was
1: naming the fun fact players on that list it probably was uh, uh geez. kyle lowry <laughs>
0: Ha, uh, that's I didn't I didn't want to trick. That's not a trick, but yeah, Kyle Lowry's not correct.
1: Uh, that's sad. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Trevor
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean like literally like from earlier like that segment specifically, but or that part of it. But that is fun. Uh, Kyle Lowry is the only or sorry Kyle Corver is the only Kyle on this list.
1: <laughs> All right, fourteen guesses to get seven. Right. Got it. I, I believe in you. <laughs>
0: Not that one's not impressive. Like that's you, This is still all-time, technically.
1: Yeah, Even though it's uh, named two retired players in total. Yeah. That out of, correct.
0: Out yeah. of six in total. Uh, just don't even focus on the retired players. Let me just help you. Don't focus on the retired players.
1: Am I not going to get them?
0: Oh, you could. I just don't, don't overthink the retired players. That's a good point. There's only two that I think you should kind of sort of get. There's a couple that... I'd be shocked if you got, it. but yeah, just focus on focus on current, focus on current. I think it help. I am willing to give a hint at some point, not that I have one prepared, but I am willing to give one at some point soon.
1: Thinking, just thinking of recent great scores, recent MVPs. So I just need to go down these rosters. Who can shoot? Oof. Chris Middleton.
0: It's a good guess, honestly. It's just not correct.
1: Why are you keep doing this?
0: Because all these are good guesses. Oh, they this. really are. Oh,
1: my gosh. Sorry.
0: I thought this question was actually pretty easy. I really did. I'm not I'm not playing when I say that. Uh, I feel bad now. No, I don't. I'm hoping you walk away with one point here. This is still a competitive trivia segment. Oh, uh, man. Now you're going to give me G League All-Stars next next week or something, or G League, whatever you said
1: last year, G League something. You just had to name two of the players that were drafted out of the G League. That's all it took, and you couldn't do that.
0: Uh, yeah, that's
1: tough. Uh, no. <laughs> Can you now name two players who were drafted from the G League? No. <laughs> Jalen Green and Jonathan (laughs) Kaminga.
0: Oh, I guess. Yeah, okay. Sorry. I was thinking about the ones that I already named. I was thinking about the ones I already named. All right. Nonetheless, no more G League players. Three-point shooting Um, focus. (laughs)
1: Oh, jeez. I feel like there's like – no, it's not not that guy. Um, There
0: are multiple three-point contest winners left for what that's worth.
1: This may sound off the wall. We're just going to throw it. Joe Johnson.
0: That is off the wall, and it is not correct. (laughs) Shout out to Joe Johnson, though. He was was really Oh I love how Joe Johnson is the first name you thought of when I said there's three-point champions on this list, and I don't think he won a three-point contest. (laughs) I
1: think he did.
0: I'll look that up while you're thinking.
1: Is it as stupid as just, like, one of our more recent three-point champions?
0: No, Joe Johnson was one of uh, four nets in all time to be selected for the Brooklyn contest. That is also another hint. One of those four nets is on this list. Vince Carter. Unfortunately, Vince Carter is not correct. Did Vince Carter Jason Kidd? Okay, you're just gonna. All right, no, Carter and Kidd are both wrong.
1: <laughs> Richard Jefferson. These are all guesses. You realize how many you need left to get it right. No, I'm right? not going to use the rest of Jefferson one. I'm
0: just Take <laughs> so I'll, give you, I'll give you a freebie. So, Carter and Kid are both wrong. So, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12 wrong. Kid, wait, is it even possible to get to? Hold on.
1: I have 12 wrong, and you've gotten one, two, eight right. Means I have ten more guesses. No, so, yeah, you have nine
0: right. You have nine
1: right. Nine right it means I have nine more guesses. Wait, do I have nine? Hmm? Yeah, I do have nine. Step, so step, George. Nine, nine right. That means I have nine more guesses, and I just need to get six. So,
0: so it's still possible. You just started. I thought you were just like. I thought that was your like your white flag moment. I was like, is nah. this the flavor
1: kid Carter? <laughs> oh <So> no! <annoyed. laughs> Um, Brooke Lopez (laughs) I really don't know what other net could. Uh, I can promise you
0: leave it alone yes please leave it alone I can promise you it's not Brooke Lopez
1: (laughs) oh but I know which net it is but I don't want to sound like an idiot for saying it (laughs) I'll I'll come back to it at the end if If you need
0: one I would go with that guess because it's probably right (laughs) Maybe not after the 12 you've yeah. old so far. I don't know. Oh, jeez.
1: Oh, that bothers me. Um, I bet. <laughs> CJ
0: McCollum. I was literally no joke. My next guess was, I think there's like four trailblazers on this list. CJ McCollum is correct. He is uh, ninth behind Ray Allen. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> CJ McCollum is like the, I'll take the Lord guess. Oh, I love it What does this three point world become Where CJ McCollum is your ninth place Thank the lord guess <laughs> Oh god oh, This is going to be so much fun to edit
1: Oh Wayne Ellington
0: oh, Not
1: right <laughs> Really Yeah Danny Green
0: oh, you're, th- This is your white Tail moment It has to be that
1: also not right no that's also not right they were guys who just spent years doing nothing but shooting and making threes for teams like what else were they doing in the meantime all right
0: you need how many left i can't i'm like i'm I'm sick to my stomach laughing in the nicest way possible
1: i need to get five more i have six guesses
0: all right i'm gonna give you this last hint you're overthinking it there are a lot more stars on this list than you think
1: there's st- I don't even, th- even think of any more stars left. Oh. Well, okay,
0: let me let me tear this down. They're not superstars, but there's guys that in this current NBA so this year <laughs> not are
1: superstars. But... but they
0: are, but they are stars. Are they? You know, since you need five out of six, there's a Charlotte Hornet on this list.
1: Current Charlotte Hornet?
0: I'm not telling you that.
1: <laughs> so that's a no.
0: <laughs> I'm not telling you that. There is a Charlotte Hornet on this list. No, it's not current.
1: Yeah, the only one could be Kimball Walker.
0: Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> I feel like Regis Philbin and wants to be a millionaire. Is that your final answer? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, the only answer is Kimball Walker. It proceeds not to answer Kimball Walker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I just thought of another answer. So why?
0: Uh, so it's just like, now it's bad. Now it's like, oh no, what do I do? Yeah.
1: Well, there's two. I thought of another answer of someone who's by far a better three-point shooter, but I don't know if in his day they shot that. Many. Maybe Del Curry. Got
0: to go. Got to go five for five. Only one Curry is on this list. I Kimball Walker. <laughs> yeah, Kimball Walker is correct. Okay. Uh Kimball Walker is. Uh, Thank you for telling me only
1: one Curry is on this list, and so now I don't taste
0: that. <laughs> yeah, right. You shouldn't even be thinking, Seth. Uh, Seth, honestly. Uh, to answer your question, All right, So who did you say? I, I'm not going to lie. I Curry. You said Dale Curry was incorrect. Gosh, that is so Kimble
1: Kimball Walker is right. I need to go four for right.
0: four. Hey, no, it's still, it's still possible. Uh, to give you perspective, uh, let's see. Kimball was 11th with not that it matters. Uh, CJ was uh, 2.3 when I didn't say CJ. Walker was 2.3 as well.
1: I'm going to throw this in there because it, it would be a fact – you would like and say Devin Booker.
0: I would love for him to be on this list. And I think he does finish all time in this list and the other one, but not unfortunately just yet. Unfortunately, that is a one point total for this week. And uh, Young, I to, I'm not
1: guessing anymore.
0: I am going to start from 25 and spare you the missing. Who are the retired players? players? Oh, you'll, we'll just, I'm not even, I'm going to go 25 up. Okay. From 25 up Gilbert Arenas. Um, was and I'm gonna well, no, I'll I'll tell that. you, I'll tell you how many the total because there wasn't a big difference. So, the this tier I'm fixing to say is all two makes per game uh, on average. So, Gilbert Arenas, uh, Bohan, not Bogdan, but Bohan Bogdanovich, Bohan
1: Bogdanovich is on this one. it's
0: 25th, 24th. Yes, oh, no. another guy we talked about today, or one of the guys we talked about today, Danilo Gallinari is uh, 23rd. J.R. Smith.
1: Uh, I should have got that one. Yeah. Golfer
0: JR Smith. Uh, no, this is basketball JR Smith. He is uh, next on this list. Kyle Korver, we already mentioned, was 21st. Wesley Matthews, who we previously mentioned on this podcast.
1: I wasn't going to do myself in with that.
0: <laughs> um, Ryan Anderson was the retired player that I was shocked by. Uh, not shocked by, but was a retired player. JR Smith was another one. Gilbert Arenas was one of them, since you yeah. were asking. Uh, Zach Levine making it on this list wow. with one of the one of the lowest. Um, I believe he is the second lowest. No, he is the third lowest uh, total games played on this list at 424. For perspective, this one hurt my this one hurt my feelings. I'm not gonna lie to you. JJ Reddit. JJ Reddick hurt. I know. I know it's the Carolina Duke thing. I know it's the you know. You I realize- thought
1: about it when I was thinking okay. of Corver, and then I was like. No, yeah, yeah. And no. I never came back around to it. And I should have come back because <laughs> you it.
0: came around to uh Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, Reggie Miller, and others. You
1: said stars. You literally told me stars on the list. I wouldn't call JJ Redick a star. He was no.
0: Fan. I I may have misled you on a couple of those stars, but you did. There's a couple. I'll get to. Um the JJ Reddick one hurt. Fun fact, JJ Reddick only missed the playoffs once his entire 13-year career. Um oh, f- season. For the fun fact, yeah. Uh Joe Harris. Was That yeah, the net you were I knew gonna it. get, I didn't want to look stupid. Yeah. So, you know. I knew it too. For you, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is on this what?
1: list. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr.
0: Uh, fun fact Are Joe Harris is the, the second least amount of played games. Second, Joe Harris Hardaway 414. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you already got Paja Stojakovic. Mm. All-time, but three-point shooter-wise, great. Uh, I believe he is also uh, top 25 on the other list as well. Bradley Beal, we're starting to get into the top here. Bradley Beal was 12th. Uh, You got Kimbo at 11th. Robert Covington at 10th. What? Yeah, that's the one I was like, no. What outrageous
1: list did you just give me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) One where Robert Covington cracked the top 10 (laughs) all-time.
1: Does he shoot threes now?
0: yeah three and d he's a three and d guy anyway we'll move on uh, cj McCollum, you got it ninth ray allen and eighth eric gordon that one's tough that one's tough eric gordon's good paul george james harden play damian lillard and at the number two spot the one that i think is hilarious actually because i did not realize this until about 30 seconds ago with four hundred career games played.
1: <laughs> with exactly four hundred.
0: With three makes per game on average. Do you want to guess? Just just for the fun.
1: Four hundred as of As of yesterday. As of yesterday.
0: No, I absolutely wish it was straight. I gotta end the segment
1: three minutes ago. <laughs> okay, who is it? Buddy healed. Oh wow, <laughs> buddy, <Hill>. buddy. Buddy, Buddy, <laughs> Buddy. What
0: didn't Buddy Hill burn me? Wasn't he in the top five in some category? Not that. Oh, bench scoring, <laughs> Buddy Hill was in the bench scoring one too.
1: I eventually got that one on the bench scoring. Did uh, that's not. <laughs> oh, that's tough. what a week. Career games played. Oh my word,
0: yeah. I didn't notice that until like 30 seconds ago. That was the stat I was talking about. Oh, dude! What a what a question that I genuinely thought was
1: easier than this. I still don't see what stars there were on there that I missed. Question: The frankly. stars.
0: So you didn't really miss many stars, like I thought. Like who were you calling
1: a star? Eric Gordon?
0: I think you. No, I think you pretty much hit them all. Honestly, I think you got to that point. I said it before you got Kemba and Beal, I believe, and then Not Zach Levine. Beale
1: before I got Kemba, Zach Levine, and Zach Levine, Levine
0: honest. On yeah, that's it. Really, it wasn't that bad there was a lot of quality role players either today and, and, and prior. So, all right. Now that this episode is half of a trivia episode, uh, anything else before we get out here? Three two lead. Hey, no lead is safe this year. We know that now, clearly.
1: So who are we going to have do the finale? Uh,
0: we'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. You don't know. I mean, we'll be a, it'll be a spoiler or a shocker to everybody. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll everybody try to right somebody.
1: Feedback on our uh, website and give us a five-star review comment feedback and pitch to us why you should be the one to deliver the uh, season ending trivia quiz only yeah. if you give us a five-star review and we'll consider you for doing it please because
0: someone somehow gave us a one and didn't tell us why and also a yeah, one-star <laughs> review
1: with no comment yeah that really hurt that our rating is now 4.9 <laughs> thanks bud <laughs>
0: Uh, we still appreciate all the support uh, on all of it. Like Josh said, the website, uh, thank you for all the support on that. We see everybody that's been on it. Uh, Twitter at Two Pointers. can't believe it's been this long since I made a plug. Let's see if I don't mess this up. At Two Pointers on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash the Two Pointers podcast and TikTok at the Two Pointers podcast. I don't think I messed up. Who cares? That's been a fun episode of the Two Pointers podcast. I'm Trevor.
1: I'm Josh. And we will three you soon.